As God is to creation, the divine law is to the reality in which we live. At its base, the philosophy comprises four parts. Loving God, respecting other people, seeking and accepting the truth, and living positive and responsible lives. The core of the divine law is its demand that we accept the truth of the reality in which we live, and that we reject all religions, mythologies, superstitions, and philosophies that maintain doctrines and beliefs that the physical laws that govern this reality do not support. The divine law is not a religion. It is a philosophy. Not a new philosophy, but an ancient understanding an integral aspect of reality. Its sole purpose is to provide the guidance necessary and essential to preventing the social destruction of humankind and the ecological devastation of our planet. In contrast to many of the world's religions, the divine law does not require faith or that we perform or observe rituals, but encourages us to incorporate its guidance into our everyday lives. The philosophy is neither governed by authority nor enforced by the threat of punishment. We either practice its tenets or we do not. Whether humanity benefits and strengthens its social structure by following the divine law's guidance or suffers and allows its social structure to continue to weaken because it does not is the choice and sole responsibility of humankind. Hi. And welcome to the podcast. I'm Adam Ripley, your host and avatar for the Beyond the Rituals community. If you're a first-time listener, welcome to the program. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. Today's subject, respect the second law. But first, a quick commercial. If you enjoy our podcast, you can listen to them on the go. Search for Discerning Truth and subscribe and rate them on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, or wherever you listen. By doing so, you let us know that you support what we're doing and encourage us to continue. Thanks in advance. Now, on with the podcast. So, respect the second law. Let's get started. Respect and treat others as you would yourself. This is the second law of the divine law. In direct and no uncertain terms, it tells us to hold each other in respect, to treat other people as we would want them to treat us. Regardless of our relationship with someone or what we think of them, the one thing over which we have control is how we treat them. In our struggle to achieve personal success, we can become bound by our desire to succeed and forget that our success might depend on the help we receive from others. Everything becomes all about us, our needs, our desires, what will make us happy. But we're not here alone. And although we are ultimately responsible for ourselves, 
It is our duty and responsibility to each other that is essential to our existence. Whether we succeed or fail, we rarely do it alone. Suppose, Lord Russell, this film were to be looked at by our descendants like a Dead Sea Scroll in a thousand years' time. What would you think it's worth telling that generation about the life you've lived and the lessons you've learned from it? I should like to say two things. One intellectual and one moral. The intellectual thing I should want to say to them is this. When you are studying any matter or considering any philosophy, ask yourself only what are the facts and what is the truth that the facts bear out. Never let yourself be diverted either by what you would wish to believe or by what you think would have beneficent social effects if it were believed. But look only and solely at what are the facts. That is the intellectual thing that I should wish to say. The moral thing I should wish to say to them is very simple. I should say, love is wise, hatred is foolish. In this world, which is getting more and more closely interconnected, we have to learn to tolerate each other. We have to learn to put up with the fact that some people say things that we don't like. We can only live together in that way. And if we are to live together and not die together, we must learn a kind of charity and a kind of tolerance, which is absolutely vital to the continuation of human life on this planet. Bertrand Russell, 1959 As individuals, our interactions with each other are binary. Leader, follower, strong, weak, rich, poor, superior, inferior, stranger, friend, and so forth. These and other dynamics, although unspoken, contribute to how we identify ourselves and are underlying factors which determine the nature of our relationships. When we see a beggar, for example, standing at the traffic light with a sign in his hand asking for help, we not only decide whether we're going to help him, we also subconsciously compare the differences in his and our social standing and determine which of us is superior. Now, many of you are going to deny this, but we make such a determination because we only see the person as a beggar, an inferior position compared to our own. We are not sharing to make a difference in his life when we give him a dollar. If we decide to help him, we're deciding to be benevolent, and we're doing so from the perspective of superiority. The divine law teaches that to overcome the divisions in our relationships, we must first learn to interact from a singular perspective. The philosophy holds that no matter our race, ethnicity, religion, belief, personality, or situation, the universal value we all share is that we are human. That as humans, 
we are equal. And no matter what we accomplish as individuals, what makes us human remains the same. Genetically, no two of us are identical. We are each unique. However, what makes us unique is far less than what makes us similar. Whether we are male, female, tall, short, fat, thin, the fact is, genetically, we are 99% the same. Our lifespans are similar. Our time in this reality is limited. What we understand about each other is far more profound than our beliefs will allow us to admit. No matter what our traditions, no matter what our affiliations, what gives one human being joy and what brings one human being pain extends to us all. If we do not respect other people, they will not respect us and we will diminish the quality of our lives. Let's go back to the beggar. But this time, we won't give relevance to his unkempt hair, his soiled clothing, and his ragged cardboard sign. Only the fact that he's human, and we are human, that he's our equal and needs our help. We do not have to decide whether we will help him. We help him, and we do so not from the binary perspective of who is superior, but from a singular perspective, giving from one human being to another, respecting from one human being to another. We'd like to know your thoughts on the matter. Take a moment and let us know what you think in the comment section. Until next week, I'm Adam Repley, and this is Discerning Truth.